What's up, my beautiful people? Another great day here inside the Black Actors Studio. I'm your host, Danny Royce, and today we have a very super talented actor, comedian, writer, producer, and director. You've seen him recently on BET's New Edition Story, and also, most recently, portraying Eddie Murphy in The Price of Fame. Don't move a muscle. Tuned into Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Tune in right now. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to Inside the Black Actor Studio. Our guest today is constantly reinventing himself. He's taken the stage of stand up comedy. You've seen him in HBO series The Wire. Also, CW's Everybody Hates Chris, the one, the only, the Black Actors Studio is proud to welcome Melvin Jackson Jr. How are you doing, buddy? Doing good, man. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. How are you feeling today? Feeling great, man. That's awesome. <laughs> Every day alive is a great day, right? Exactly, right. Well, I want to say, first off, uh, I want to say congratulations on your Emmy nomination. Thank you, thank you. And I, just tell us a moment how you felt when you, when you found that out, that you were nominated. It was an inter- interesting story. Um, I went to look up, you know, my my wife's first because she was also being considered, and she got nominated mm-hmm. as well for The Hands May Tell, Kelly Jenrette. And so when um, I went to call her and tell her, I didn't even look to see if I was nominated. She was like, <laughs> I said, you were nominated. She was like, I know. What about you? I said, I don't know. She to- looked up, and she said, you're nominated too. So it was just like, <laughs> that was like the beautiful moment to find out for my wife that I was nominated. Yeah, and that's amazing. Uh, Kelly Jenrette. Uh, you and you're the first couple, right, to be first nominated. A- first African American yeah. couple to be nominated yeah. in the same year. That's dope. Yeah. <laughs> That's Crazy. awesome. Right. Um, so I like to start from the beginning. Where were you born? Washington D.C. Washington D.C. Yeah. All right. And how was that growing up for you in D.C.? It was amazing. You know, D.C. is is you know that that ca- the capital. And so I went from you know D.C. moved to Maryland, and then from Maryland I went overseas for about eight and a half years of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I grew grew up you know overseas um, for eight and a half years. Wow. That kind of you know shaped and molded me into this individual that I am today in the sense of just being multicultural. Yeah, for sure. And understanding different cultures and respecting people and and just knowing how to deal with different. People who are different from you. Right. Wow. So uh, your father, um, what did he do? My father, he um, actually, you know, was a chef. You know, he cooked when he was over there. It was my mom who, you know, was one who got us over there. She worked, you know, for the government and everything. Okay. So that was what took us over to overseas. Overseas. Okay. And then your your mother, um, wh- how was your relationship with your mother growing up? Very close. You know, I was, I'm a mama's boy. And so um, <laughs> it's one of those things where you like, my mom was the one who, who first believed in me before I believed in myself. Mm. And she told me, son, you could do anything you put your mind to. And so I could tell her I want to go. Be, go to the moon she's like when we going you know she's just <laughs> nice. very supportive and my mom's just been my rock man and I, um i couldn't have done this and being where i am today without her you know my father showed me that what hard work looks like you know For he sure. was more of a realist like i don't know about all this acting stuff right. son, but i need to you know we need to go out there and get a job make sure you get that good government job and yeah. my mom was like son follow your dream wow. whatever whatever you want to do i support you wow so how was it um because you you have a sister right yes. and and it's just you two my sister and my brother. And your brother. Yes. So it's three of you. Um, and you are the oldest, middle, middle. young? You're middle. the middle. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and how is that uh, having, being the middle child and having that conflicting, like, perspective of life, so to speak, and how you should um, move forward in your career from their parents? Um, it was just, 
I don't know. I was one one in the beginning. I was a troubled child. I got yeah. in tr- trouble a lot, and I think I was just seeking to find who I who I was and wanted you know attention. So it was trying to find who I was, and so it was right. just different. Like when we. Uh, Went overseas. My sister was there for a little bit, and then my my uh, sister went to a boarding school. My brother, you know, was has, has a different mother than I do, so you know he was in the states, and so it was just kind of like when my sister left, it was just me. Mm-hmm. So I was tr- just trying to say trying to find my way, and got in trouble along the way. But I just definitely had um, you know that relationship with my mom. And I could talk to my dad about anything, and so it was just simply you know, figuring out who who I could be. Right. And once I figured that out, then I started to strive and, and be great and, you know, do sports and all these different things. That's awesome. So uh, did you have any nicknames growing up? <laughs> yeah, my father used to call me Mel Mel. I didn't like that. <laughs> I, had Mel, Mel. I had Mel Mel. Uh, people called me Silk because they say I look like Silk the Shocker. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I can see that. <laughs> wow. Okay, so you went to school. um, in DC, right? And then you went to Bowie. I went to I went to the school in Fairmont Heights was my high school, but when before that I was in George C. Marshall okay. in um Turkey and then I went to international school Osamabad when I was in Pakistan. In Pakistan, right. And so yeah, we're gonna get over get to that in a second. Um because I think that was that's very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um so in school did you do any any plays or any um any acting or anything like that? No, man. That's that's the funny thing. Um I didn't know that I was going to be an actor. I, that wasn't something that I sh- strive to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I had a loving fo- love for music, and so music was kind of something that I wanted to do. I danced and it was in um, talent shows. So I didn't really know exactly, like, acting was was that thing because right. I wasn't like, oh, I want to be an actor. It right. was like I watched it, and I'm like, oh, I think I could do, maybe do this. But I never pursued it. Yeah. And I so it was kind of like I slipped and fell in that, that situation. Okay. All right. And sometimes, you know, a lot of times the craft pulls people. Right. You know, <laughs> you don't always look for it. Um, so, yeah, you lived in Turkey and Pakistan. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about that a little bit. <laughs> Coming from D.C. to going over there, it's, I mean, it's definitely a, a culture shock. Yeah. Um, so talk to me about a little bit of how it was growing up for you over there. Um, it was it was amazing, man, yeah. because you got to, you know, see a different um country you got to live somewhere that was just different from where you were from right. and i think that it, it it allowed me to appreciate what i had because like over there there you know you see prov- poverty and everything and they're mm-hmm. you know they're, they they want to go to america because that's like their milk and honey and we're right. like what like we're <laughs> right. complaining about america but to them like that is the greatest thing mm-hmm. and just to see people wash up and and the same water they're drinking out of and eat. you know it's just, it's just very humble humbling for me as a young kid and be like okay I got to be more appreciative of the things that I that I have but right. the beautiful thing is like when we were over there it was like we had a gardener we had a maid we like I feel like we were I was like were well, we rich <laughs> like I feel like we were we were rich but I think that was also a setup for my my life, you know, in a sense of having things that you want, but you got to work hard for it. Mm. Like if you do want to make, you want to garden all those things, you got to work hard for those things and showing that you what you can have. Right. So right. it didn't spoil me, but it also made me want more, and then it also made me appreciate, you know, what I was around and who I was around, the friends, the l- different languages I was able to learn, and just the culture. Mm. How, how we're not too different, even though the 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 world may show us as different, we're not too. Too, too different from each other until we when we have a conversation we're yeah. the same we want the same thing we bleed the same right. we hurt the same right. it's just we may speak a different language we may look differently but we're the same in some kind of way yeah I love that yeah for sure and so uh, you you mentioned you learned you learned uh, different languages yeah. right yeah. so you, do you still speak any of those now? I used to speak Urdu like assalamu alaikum alaikum salam you know just little okay. stuff like that you All know right. just um, you pick up of course you pick up the bad words first <laughs> of course <laughs> but um, definitely it was 
you know, just learning those languages. And I'm mad that I didn't keep as much as I wanted to learning it because you learn a lot as a yeah. kid. You soak it up. So I used to speak it a little bit more fluent than I do now. Okay. And your mom worked for the government? Or yeah. Is she like a CIA? I like can't tell you. Know, yeah. I can't now. But, <laughs> can, you know. you, can you let us know? Something? No. <laughs> All right. That, that's dope, though. Uh, so in, when you were younger, did you um, see any shows on TV or any uh, films that really kind of inspired you or any, um, like, uh, people of color shows like the Jeffersons, <laughs> anything like that? Like, did you Did you see a lot of that out there? Absolutely. I mean, yeah, they had, like, they had a lot of stuff out there. It's funny that um, I was watching soap operas a lot back then, uh. too, so, like, it was crazy. But um, nice. I did watch, like, the Jeffersons and um, um, what's happening and all that stuff. What's but, happening? like, the crazy thing is, like, the movies I started watching, it was, like, totally different. Like, it's multi-cult- like multiculture in a sense where it's, like, it was some things that, I, you know, that you would normally watch as African-American kid. But it's, like, I had a lot of Caucasian friends, yeah. so I watched mm-hmm. a lot of things, like, I would watch Dirty Dancing, one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. You know, Grease. I'm watching Grease. So it's like, I'm, it, it allowed me to see other people in a different way and understand, like I said, we're the same. And exactly. So you have your, you know, your, your African, your black shows and you have your Caucasian shows. And so it was just like, it wasn't like, I like one over the other. It was right. like, that was good acting, good entertainment, mm-hmm. good movie, good. It was just, it allowed me to not look at color. Yeah. That's great. I mean, that's, that's awesome. Uh, so your sister, you have a, a good relationship with your sister? Yeah, so? absolutely. Yeah. I'm really close to my sister. I, I'm like her, her big little brother. <laughs> <laughs> her big little brother. I like that. And so um, how was pers- per, um, pursuing your dream? Well, first I want to get into, because uh, you're a manager, right? Yeah. Uh, and the, yeah. You're managing uh, music talent yes. and modeling and things like that at 18 years old. Yeah. So, first of all, how did you get into that, and how was that <laughs> um, industry? It was interesting. I think it was in my first year in college, and like I said, I just had a, I had a love for, for, for music, and then I just had an eye for talent. Mm. And so I just decided to come up with the you know, management company at the time, and I started you know, seeking you know, artists. And so I was at a talent show one time, and I saw an artist, and you know, me and him started talking and clicked, and I just... Just went in, man. Like I, nice. I, people used to call me like a young puffy because, like, just the way I carried myself, I was like a hustler, and so that's who I kind of emulated a little bit in the sense of just how to handle business and get things done. And so it was um, that that um, perseverance that yeah. I had that just made me want to understand. Like I'm 18, but doesn't mean that I can't, you know, go and go toe to toe with with the big, the best of them. And so right. that's what it was. I had to make a name for myself, and I had to prove myself, and that's what I was able to do. Where I went from you know, talking to the A and R to now talking to the vice president of the company because yeah. it's like, man, this dude is persistent and he's sending demos. I'm I'm putting up press kits and everything. And so it was just like I just love music. I just love the business that I under I wanted to make these people dream come true. That's awesome. And I did a more I did, you know, I worked to my bone, to you yeah. know, to my fingers to the bone and it was just like I gotta make sure that I, I'm able to help them get to the next level. Right. Man, that's perseverance, that that hunger. Yeah. Like you really have that um Wow. So when you were uh, 18 um, and you were in the music industry, was there anyone that really, like, motivated you? Any Anyone that really inspired you in the music industry at that moment? I mean, like I said, definitely um, Puffy. You know, Puffy, he was yeah. the one that I, that I looked up you know, looked up to and just saw, like, where you started from, you know, being an intern and, mm-hmm. you know, taking a train from Howard to New York and how he, you know, he got himself fired but then ended up getting, you know, someone to believe in him, like a Clive Davis and... He you know right. started Bad Boy, so it's it's just like you know things may not go the way you look you want them to, 
but then it happened. And then they come to find out that I, my father's name are both Melvin. You know, it's crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, just, just the dude was just on top. He was just top on top of his game back then. For he was sure. a hustler. So I just, you know, looked up. That's the only person I, I could see myself you know, as in that in that moment, as far as you know, the things that he did in the business, just t- kind of how he got stuff done. Right, for sure. Wow. And so, when you moved to LA, when was that? That was two thousand and seven. Two thousand and seven. Yeah, two thousand seven. Yeah. So, uh, was that the moment where you were sa- when you um, said to yourself that I'm going to get into acting? I'm going to I'm going to do this. I'm going to give it a hundred percent. No, I've been acting since two thousand and one. Um, two thousand one. Okay. So I was in Maryland when I first started. And it started out with a PSA, like I auditioned for a PSA, mm-hmm. this modeling company I was with. And I never, like I said, never thought about acting, but I, you know, dibble and dabble in certain things. And, and so I booked that job and I was like, oh, okay, this is something I, <laughs> and I did happen. it. Yeah, I'm like, this is something I, I did and I did it well. And I'm like, okay, let me start taking it serious. So I started watching movies and actually like learning, like, uh-huh. not just playing around. Like, let me learn, let me try to emulate these people and make my own style. And so that's how I did. I didn't take any acting classes and... You know, I end up, you know, getting the chance to audition for The Wire after being an extra. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after 15 times, finally got, you know, cast in the role. And that just was allowed me to come out to L.A. and be like, all right, now I have something to stand on. Because it would have been different coming out here with no credit or right, nothing. Right. So it kind of helped me being on a hot show like The Wire yeah, to come out sure. to L.A. And now it's like people have to take you serious. For sure. And, and get, you know, get, and you see the opportunities that you're able to get. Right. So what, what um, speaking of that, like, there's a lot, there are a lot of people that come out here. With really nothing, <laughs> no ground to stand on, but they are hungry. Right. What's one thing you can say to them, the people that are moving out here and they have that dream and that goal, but not no credits or anything to show right. for it? Understand that you have to come out here with a plan. Have a foundation. I, I, you know, when I came out here in 05, I was trying to do acting full-time, and it just wasn't panning out. I was on unemployment. and was just like, I can't live like this. Right, right. So I went home, and I got a job, and I transferred out here. So I tell people, I said, you know, don't don't be afraid to have a job because you want to be able to fulfill your dream, but you also want to be able to live too. Mm-hmm. They call this thing the struggling artist, which I don't subscribe to. Mm-hmm. I was like, don't, <laughs> right. don't don't be that. Right. Eating ramen noodles, eating, yeah. you know, it's, it's it's it takes away from your craft because now you're you're going to auditions with this pressure. Like I gotta book this because I gotta pay the rent. I gotta right. do this, but you want to go into an audition without that extra pressure. Like mm-hmm. you already have it to be like, let me go in there. Try to have fun, but it's like when you go in there with that pressure of saying, "Oh, I gotta you book this because." Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, that was, that, my bad. <laughs> Live chat came on. <laughs> yeah, like you just don't want that pressure on you. So I tell them, "Say, have a game plan. Have right. a, have a plan in action, but understand that. Make sure that you can support yourself first, mm-hmm. and then focus on your on your your dream and your craft. And even if you don't have credits, create something yourself. Right. You know, there's people right. that are creating web series and creating all these opportunities." So many, so 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 many times, and you yeah. have to just continue to believe in yourself. And until somebody else takes that chance, and you got to continue to take a chance on yourself. Right, I agree for sure. And the creativity will get into your creative ends of right. <laughs> producing and all that in just a little bit. So, your so one of your first works here in L.A. was uh, The Wire, correct? No, not in or, LA. The Wire was done in uh, Maryland. Baltimore. Maryland. Yeah. Okay, so you had Maryland, you had The Wire in Maryland. Yeah. And then after that was Everybody, Everybody Hates Chris, hates Chris yeah. right? So yeah, how was it working and being directed by Chris Rock? It was amazing. You yeah. know, Chris Rock is a legend. And so yeah. he was there every every time I was there. He was there on set. Um, he's very hands-on because it's his life. Yeah. So it, was, it, was, it wasn't... I wouldn't say I, 
it it, I, it was a pleasure, but it, you know, for me, it wasn't like it was like he's a director. Like right. I'm, I'm I'm a professional at this point, so. Um, but it was like Chris Rock is directing me and the dude that played Gusto mm-hmm. in CB4. Like, yeah. it was crazy. <laughs> so we had fun. And, he, you know, he gave a, a crazy, you know, funny note. And so we did that and it worked right. for the scene. And what What is your um, technique for getting prepared for these roles that you're stepping into? And we'll get into one of the bigger roles um, in a little bit. Okay. But just as far as, like, going into an audition right. and, and getting prepared for the audition, right. what are some of the things you like to do? Um, first, definitely... You know, read through it and just kind of figure out what this character's back to, character's backstory is. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's not one already, you create. You have to create your backstory. That way, you become more um, personal yeah. to it. And so, when you create the backstory and you believe in it, and you are able to walk as this character, talk as this character, then it's like, okay, now you're developing, and then you start to focus on the actual words that you're saying. Mm-hmm. And so, when you have already built that, you're building up your your whole package for that character. So that when you go in there, you actually believe that you are that character. Right. So it's like. Do I believe these words that I'm saying? So those are constant things because sometimes you know you don't believe yourself. You're saying like, ah, I don't believe that. Like, <laughs> let me do that over. Like, no, I, I feel like I was acting. And that's the hardest thing sometimes as actors is we're acting. We're, we're not yeah. supposed to act. We're supposed to just have a conversation. Right, like, we're right. not, you know, if you have a conversation, you, want to, you don't have to act like you're having a conversation. Uh-huh. You just have it. And so I think that was the hardest thing to remember, like not to act, but just to have the conversation. So then you build all that stuff around it and you just go up there to where you have this character like the back of your hand, you know it, and, mm-hmm. you, and you feel it, and you, and you understand, like, what this person's feeling in this moment, Yeah, how you want them to come across when you're in the audition, and you just kind of have fun. Yeah. You show your personality in the beginning, you show different layers, and then you, you try to leave it all in there. For sure. And, and I think, yeah, fun, having fun is, like, the most important thing, <laughs> because it's like, you're not going in there to, to impress anyone, you right. know what I mean? So, uh, I love that. So, and uh, Chris Rock. So the next big thing, um, I definitely want to talk about the NAACP Image Outstanding Television Award yeah. for that you got for the 49th, 49th I'm sorry, NAACP. Um, you stepped into a life <laughs> <laughs> that we all know and love. <laughs> and in the new edition story, Curtis Blow. Yes. So I want to... I want you to um, just walk us through how it was preparing for that role and preparing for the auditions because I know VT has some strenuous stuff going yeah. on there. Well, it was the first the audition was the same day I got. The, I was like three o'clock at an evening. I got the audition. Um, I forgot when it was sent, but I saw it at three o'clock and the auditions maybe like four four thirty. Mm-hmm. So I left work and I um, went straight over there. And so I was trying to like just read through the lines and prepare and. You know, I didn't really have time to go in there um, prepared as, as you would like. And so I just, you know, looked at the what the words he was saying, and I was like, how would I feel in this moment mm. if I'm having to open up for kids and I feel like I've put in so much work? Right. And I'm really, like, feeling this. So I, I went in there and I did it, and they were like, good, you know, do it again, but do it X, Y, Z, you know, this way. And so I did that, and they were like, great. And so I just... Was like okay, I really want this role. I saw, I was like, yo, this girl is blow. Like, you know, <laughs> right. you know, new, new edition is my favorite group, yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah. like, I get to be in their story. I say, and they play Curtis Blow. Yeah, I want this. Right. right. So it went from my age at the time was like, um, I didn't hear anything, and then she every time I would look at, look at my emails, and so then she said, you know, that you're pinned. So I was like, you're pinned by the network. They really, really like you. You know, you're being up to, being considered. I'm like, cool. This is first time being considered by a network, like yeah, in this in awesome. capacity. So then. They they called me and was like, you got the role. 
So I was like, okay, I got it. So now I'm like, okay, now I got to go in and really dig deep. Because yeah. I know Chris Robinson, who's a friend of mine, I know he's going to push me. Uh-huh. So I was like, I got to come in there with something. So I'm looking at videos. Of, I'm looking at Crush Crew. I'm looking at interviews <laughs> with, with um, Curtis Bow Because I'm like, I'm sure they're going to want me to try to sound like him or something. So yeah. I'm just trying to like, I, I try to make sure that I first get the, the character, the person right before trying to. I mean, like that voice because that throws you off. You're trying to sound like somebody, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, first have their mannerism down a little bit. Right. And so when I went on set, man, Chris Chris Robinson, he just continued to to pull the best out of me, man. And it's just up. like I, he pushed me, pushed me. They put me in hair and makeup. I transformed into Curtis Blow. It wasn't like I was trying to be him. It's like I became him. And you know, people were like, well, "What's up, Curtis Blow?" I was like, "Huh, huh, huh, huh." You know, I'm just <laughs> it just was there. And I was like, okay. Nice. And so I was a little mad I didn't get to perform, but yeah. uh, <laughs> it was all good. That's dope. That's awesome. And so you, you're you um, married to Kelly Denrat. How long have you been married? We've been married for three years. Three years. And you have three beautiful sons, right? Yes. Melvin, Deshaun, and Donovan. Yes. Um, you were at one point a, a single father, right? Yes. Pursuing this. Yes. This dream. Talk to us a little bit about that because I know a lot of people use that as an excuse sometimes, but... It's even it's more of a way to empower you yeah. to push forward. So Absolutely. touch on that. Yeah, man. I was I had a, my first son at seventeen, and you know I was trying to navigate through life and figure it out, and and it was just you know trying to pursue your your dreams while having a a, a kid is is a mm. lot. You know, like when I was um, eighteen, my first year in college, and just trying to build and make sure right. that I could provide for for my son without making sure I take I didn't take um, from him. So that was my motivation, seeing my son and understanding, like, you can do this, but understanding who I'm doing it for. Mm-hmm. And so that was my motivation to continue to, to persevere and, and push through it all and, and build. And you understand it's not going to happen overnight, but, you know, to see the, the fruits of your labor come, you know, you be able to, you know, reap your reap your harvest. It's like, right. man, like, okay. And so I get the chance to see my son got to, to see certain things. And now he's, you know, pursuing entertainment stuff. And he's nice. a great actor. And he's done some movies with me. So it's just... Amazing, man, when you're able to pass the torch on to your kids and you're able to see the hard work that you put in right. and they understand that they can do it, too. That's awesome. So right now, how is it for them seeing seeing their dad on, on the screen? <laughs> I mean, I think they, they got used to it now. They've yeah. been around different you know, celebrities, events and everything. So it's just like they're 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 not like starstruck. You know, they right. just understand like this is what it is. And. They love, you know, they this love it when they're in it. And um, my youngest son was born in, in L.A., so he's like, Dad, California's always my home, <laughs> uh, no matter what. So, right. We in here. <laughs> you're right. Yeah, so speaking of celebrities, you've met a lot of celebrities, yeah. like, um, all the way from, like, Chris Rock to, I mean, there's so many others. I would just, you can see on, on, your, on your website and everything right. and social media. Was there ever... Um, Anyone that you met that you really kind of like, kind of got a little geeky about, you know, and really excited. Um, I've been in this so long, man, that I, 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 I because you, you don't. I'm not, for me, I don't want to set myself up because you know you look at you put these people to a high pedestal and mm-hmm. you get to meet them and it's like they're totally opposite. Like ah, <laughs> right. But I, I want to say someone that I got a chance to, to meet and talk to a long time ago was was Oprah, and was just like really, really like amazing to talk to you know what i mean it was wow. just like i had a conversation with her about the wire she had never seen it before so mm. i was like well i'll make sure that you see it <laughs> you know and it was at the image awards like many years ago and i just walked up to her like she was a normal person which you know she is she's oprah but it's just like i don't try to you know i don't i don't want them I, sometimes i want to just feel normal you yeah. know people want to just feel normal so i went up to her 
had a great conversation with her. Um, someone I, I definitely uh, uh, respect in this business is Will Smith. You know, yes, he's the type of person course, that, yeah. that sits and won't listen to you. Like, I remember talking to him one time at a um, at a rap party, and, you know, he was walking away, and I was still talking. And he came back and said, what were you saying? Like, he came <laughs> back. And that's, you know, most people don't do that. Right. And so it was just definitely, you know, honored to meet him. And it's some amazing, some amazing people that I met in this industry, man, and that, you know, I can call friends and yeah. people that I can call, you know, mentors. And so it's just one of those things I try to, you know, get in that space. And we become equal. Right. If I, you know, start looking at you as higher than me, then it's like I'm not doing. I'm doing myself a disservice because we're supposed to be equals. We're in the same business. You may be at a higher plateau than me, or whatever it may be, but I have to start treat. We have to treat each other as equal. Exactly. I'm not going to let you disrespect me, and I'm not going to disrespect you. Right. I, I love that. And so we got a little photo of you and Michael Peach. Yeah, that's my my guy Prince, right there, Prince of Zamunda, right there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and um, and so how was that experience for you? Because you um, you set yourself up, and that was at a game, right? Yeah, that and was at just... the, that was at 2018 All Star game. All Star game, yeah. and you just walked around like that, right? But yeah, I was because uh, I was going to a screening of uh, uh, Black Panther, and yeah. I was like. Psh. <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm a bold dude. I'm a bold dude. Nobody had to, to, to dare me, but I wasn't bold dude. I was like, I'm gonna go ahead and dress this way because I was gonna wear it to the, the screen. Nice. So I'm gonna go ahead and just wear it to the game. Right. And I'm just gonna walk around, man, dude. I got pitch, people taking, <laughs> walking up, taking pictures on me. Like I, I can't imagine. Um, Jamie Foxx came on with "Start Singing." She's your queen to be. They got it on camera, <laughs> taking pictures. With her. Like it was, it was, it was definitely dope. They was like, "Yo, you don't like, like we need a picture with you." It was crazy. That, that's awesome. I was like, it was like Prince Hakeem. I was like, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love that movie for one. Yeah. I mean, incredible movie. Um, so Eddie Murphy, my role, not yours. This Eddie Murphy role. This Eddie Murphy. This Eddie Murphy role, role is, is mine, not, not yours. yours. Um, talk to us about that because you you write it, yeah. you direct it. No, I, or I, you I, co- it? I wrote it. Well, I co-wrote it with my wife. Yeah, I, um, I produced it. And it was directed by Julio Matavio. Um, uh, Matavio, and then you starred as well. So, what, what was, where, is, where did the uh, creation of this web series come from? Um, it came from an idea I had like many years ago. I want to say like three, four years ago. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, man, like as an actor, sometimes you're going for something you really want, and you're like, oh man, I didn't get it. Like you, sometimes you think about taking out your competition. Like, what if I could take out my competition? So it's just me, and it was just a funny play on, on it, and. I wrote it out, and then I, you know, had my wife look at it. And we revised, we revised it together, and um, we just came up with some funny little uh, moments. Mm-hmm. And she helped me kind of like just bring it to life with just just more um, funny. Yeah. And so we shot it, man. And I said I wanted to submit it for Emmy consideration um, last year, and I got nominated, nominated. for for Emmy because yeah. of, because of it. And That's it led awesome. to you know another project that yeah. we we'll talk about, you know, the prize, <laughs> of, you know, the prize of fame. Yeah. So it was definitely me believing in myself, having a vision and people around me, my friends that were in it, supporting me and, and joining in on my vision and yeah. like, man, like, look, look what happened. And then one, you know, one of my other cast members got nominated for an indie series awards from it. So it's just a blessing when you're able to do something that you love. And I wanted to pay, tri- you know, homage and, and a tribute to Eddie Murphy for sure, because he's definitely the, a legend and he's done so much in his business. And I think people forget. Oh yeah! What he's done. Oh yeah! Well, I want to I want to just watch a, a small clip of the series, uh, just a moment. Get that going, but also yeah, this, that's just great that you created uh, this opportunity. Yes, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, well, we, we're not going to watch the clip right now, but um, yeah. So I, I watched the the web series, and you know, it's it's just it's funny. It's incredible Thank you. work. Thank you. Thank you. And so, um, is that um, season one is wrapped, or yeah, see, okay, that was so season one. So season two will be begin, we're beginning. Um, going to begin um, shooting season two. Shoot, okay. Um, and yeah, man, hopefully have it out. You know, if not this month, definitely uh, beginning of next month. That's awesome. And it's you know we're trying to take it to another level. And I, and go ahead and tell uh, everyone where you, they can find that um, series. To you watch can find that. it on uh, melvinjacksonjr.com dot com. You can also find it on YouTube. This Eddie Murphy role is mine, not yours. Um, I even have it on my I, my uh, IGTV. You can check it out if you if, you know you can check out the whole one through six episodes. I put it up there so you ain't gotta you know sit through right. the, the, the intro, the outro. <laughs> you know just get to go ahead and um and binge watch it. Yeah, you know binge, all the way everyone's through, binging all the way through, nowadays. Right, all the way through, so you can get ready for season two. Right, that's dope. So uh, there was a part in episode in episode two where you were doing different takes on yeah. Eddie, you know Eddie Murphy roles in different films. Did you do that for your uh, project that would shortly come after uh, in the Price of Fame? Did you? Uh, how did you prepare to jump into Eddie Murphy's role? Well, it was kind of. I mean, I've, I guess I was already preparing for it without knowing right. it. You know, yeah. I think the stuff that I had watched and just kind of, you know, even stand up, doing stand up, uh, some people would see little things in Eddie, and I wasn't truly really trying to, but I think that some you watch some somebody so much and. You get compared to them that you start doing things that you're mm-hmm. not under- knowing that you're doing, but it's like now when you're get a chance to portray him, like this was the whole thing. Like I want to portray him in his biopic. Yeah. That was the whole reason that I was doing the web series as well. So it's setting me up for multiple things, right? You know, not little that I know that we're doing coming to America too. Mm-hmm. So every you know this is will set you up for multiple things that you don't know and understand. Like people are watching. And if it's something that you want, you got to create it. If, it's, if yeah. you want to be a doctor, then you write a role for you being a doctor as a lawyer. Same thing. Yeah. So I had I understand that this is what I wanted to do, and this is what I wanted to, to eventually happen, and it did. Yeah. You know, it didn't happen. It had happened in a biopic, but it happened in a docudrama right. that will eventually one day. You know, they'll do a biopic and. Who knows if I, you know, if I'm able to you know, betray him in that? May betray him in the biopic. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> now that's awesome, though. That's dope. And so for the price of fame today is going to be yes. another viewing, right? Yeah, it's five p.m. Let's and 8 p.m. share with everyone because yes. that's big news. Right. <laughs> uh, the Eddie Murphy episode of the Price of Fame will air. 5 p.m. today and 8 p.m. while I'm portraying the legendary Eddie Murphy. So make sure you tune in. Tune in for sure. And I just want to take a on moment. The real, sorry, on the Reels channel. Yeah, the Reels Real channel. channel. Look <laughs> right. it up. Download the app if you don't have it. <laughs> for sure. And I just want to take a moment to uh, thank you all for, for tuning in, watching the live chat, uh, and just being here supporting uh, Inside the Black Actors Studio, Black Hollywood Live, and After Buzz TV. I want to thank you all. And, um, yeah, it's just great being here with you and just talking. And I'm, I'm getting expired just talking to you. <laughs> Um, so you had the new edition at Curtis Blow, uh, Eddie Murphy, uh, Price of Fame. And so what was your most impactful, uh, experience in Hollywood thus far? Hmm. Impactful. I would say finding my purpose in a sense of, um, mm. I came into this, to this game being a manager, became an actor, and then... Um, figured out my my biggest attribute was being a producer because mm. I'm able to bring people together, able to create opportunities, and not just for myself but for others. And I think that's more important because as actors, we know we can be self centered, <laughs> and it's about us, <laughs> right? Right. And that's not who I am per se. Like I'm always thinking of other people. So as a producer, I'm able to create projects and put other people in it, 
And now it's like people will reach come um, will contact me like, hey man, when next thing you do a project, I want to be in it. And you you'll feel like I'm Jerry Bruckheimer or somebody. But that's just like when people respect what you do and they see that you hustle and you right. you're doing things that they want to do, then they they come to you. You know, exactly. like you know, like minds attract like minds, yeah. like minded people. Yeah. So it's definitely you know being a producer is something that I feel like is is my best attribute um, above acting. Mm, okay, my, I like that. Um, so this is actually a question from um, one of the the viewers okay. before on Instagram. They had posted, uh, what is something that you do to prepare for the scene before the audition and then something you do to prepare on set? Um, one, I'm trying to calm myself down because sometimes like my heart will be real fast. Um, it's weird. Like you done, you can do a bunch of yeah. auditions, but what I try to do is, is go in there and be believable and um, so I tell myself, just understand, like, what it is that you're going to do. Mm. What, it, what is it that you're trying to sell them? Are you trying to sell them you? Are you trying to sell them the character? Or are you going to go in there and just be present? Yeah. Because, you know, people can huh. read through BS. And yeah. so I just say, I don't want to go in and BS an audition. Yeah. And so I, I, I go in there just um, understanding that. I want to have my lines right, you know. <laughs> so that means that I have to slow down. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm, I get in my own way. Yeah. So I think the preparation is just being ready, so you don't have to get ready. Yeah. As they always, as the, as the, as the quote says. As the quote said, right? <laughs> Infamous quote. So one of the things. Um, so I think the other question. Wait, yeah, on set. on set. On set. On set. It's just pretty much you know you got the job. So now you just gotta go to the next level. Mm-hmm. You, you just go and you like, man, I got to go even higher than I did an audition. Because yeah. now I have the job. Now it's going to come out on camera. Yeah. So I got people going to see this. Mm-hmm. People didn't see the audition besides the people that were in the room. But now right. you're, you're on set. You got to be good. So for me, it's like when I feel like, nah, I don't like that. I'm like, hey, can I do that again? Yeah. Even if they're like, no, nah, you could like, no, I need to do that for me. Right. And that's and that's what you do. And that's the difference between a professional actor and a non-professional. <laughs> <laughs> you really do have to own it. Um, so one of the things you were quoted as saying that you would love to be known for is just a great businessman. Yes. Can you touch? Can you elaborate on that for? Because I feel like you know you can be a great actor, a great producer, all these things, but if you're not a great businessman, you can do none of those things. Mm. I feel like you have to have your brand in order, your business in order. So that means when you conduct yourself, people understand, like, this person's really about business. You can go in there and you can talk to a bunch of executives and own the room because you're about your business. I right. mean, you're well prepared. You're, you know what you're talking about. And, and now you can um, converse with them in a way that it's like, oh, this person is not just an actor. Mm-hmm. So I think that when you start understanding, like, it has to be bigger than you as one person or, or one entity. That's why I say I'm a brand, because I offer multiple services. Right. As an actor, as a writer, as a producer, as a director, like, I cannot just limit myself to just being an actor. Because mm-hmm. everybody is out here as an actor. Exactly. So I say being a business means that multiple streams of income is going to come in. Yeah. From whether it's acting, whether it's a producing, whether it's, you know brand marketing whatever it may be it's going to be multiple streams of income because I'm a businessman businessman yeah value value yeah. <laughs> love that um so i want to ask you a few questions okay, okay? this is going to be some fun questions right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah just think of, just tell me what what comes to your mind the first thing that comes to your mind all right so what's your favorite word hmm Favorite word? Oh, that's a, that's a good one. <laughs> um, favorite word? God. Mm, 
Okay. All right. What's your least favorite word? Hate. Hate. Nice. What's something that turns you on? Something that turns me on. In a, what kind of way? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever way you wanted to say. Um, doesn't need, doesn't have to be sexual. Right. <laughs> like, uh, okay. Uh, um, something that turns me on. Um, hmm. That's that's another good question. Turns me on. <laughs> something that turns me on. I'm going to say uh, knowing that something is attainable. Okay. That's that's turning on. How about something that turns you off? Mm. Negativity. Mm. Um, what's a sound or noise that you love? Sound or noise that I love. Hearing my kid's voice. Mm, that's a good one. A sound or noise that you hate. <laughs> Nagging. <laughs> <laughs> what profession, other than your own, would you participate in if you were not doing that? Lawyer. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, that, right. was, that was one thing. I was going wanted to be a lawyer. Oh, wow. Okay, my brother's a lawyer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> can win an argument. All right. <laughs> right. Um, what profession would you absolutely not be a part of? Hmm. Man, I, job I really didn't like was being a paper delivery boy. Mm. That was the worst. <laughs> And that wasn't as a dog. It wasn't even paper delivery. It was just like, it was, yeah, it was the worst. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And so last but not least, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say to you? When I get there? Mm-hmm. Welcome home, son. Nice. I like that. All right, perfect. Um, so, <laughs> being that you are the new Eddie Murphy, <laughs> you said it. I did. <laughs> right. There can um, only be one Eddie Murphy. There can let's, only be let's, one. Let's, let's be, let's be correct, correct. There can only that. be one. But you are revamping. You're showing us him, so we get to see him through your um, through you, which is awesome on on uh, TV. And I have some quotes from some of his his most infamous movies. Okay. And I want to see if you can uh, finish some of the quotes. Okay. Uh, Come on, Cletus. You walking over here? But you're going to be limping back. Hey. <laughs> Wish you had a ding ding right. noise. <laughs> All right. Uh, you're going to be the nine toed, havingest, limpingest bee in Harlem if you don't stop freaking with me. Now put the. The knife down. Was it the knife? Yeah, knife. She had a, she had a knife. Almost. Put the switchblade down. Oh, raise put the razor. Yeah, down. put the razor. There you go. <laughs> and last but not least, Rocky Marciano. They always got to bring up Rocky Marciano. Joe Lewis was 127 years old when he fought Muhammad Ali. When he uh, Joe Joe when he was what was the same, same name? Oh, Joe Frazier. I mean, so when he uh, fought Marciano. Wait, oh, when he uh, when he fought uh, Joe, uh, Rocky Marciano. Yeah, um, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it was in a barber shop. Yeah, <laughs> Cassius. Remember Cassius? <laughs> and what was your favorite Eddie Murphy movie? Favorite Eddie Murphy movie was definitely Coming to America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and Coming to America too. I hope. It, I don't know. 
I've heard mixed things like they were they were they but greenlit can, it, can, but then they did. They did. It's they actually, did? It's okay. actually going to be released August seventh, I think, next year. Oh, next year. Okay. And uh, Kenya Burris is writing it. He's an amazing writer. Yeah. He says, you know, so it's, it's, it should be right. And Craig Brewer is directing it. So, all right, guys. Well, like this video, like this uh, <laughs> this interview, and share, and let's get Melvin in that movie. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I'd like to thank you so much for for joining me oh, here. Thank you. And I mean, it's been a pleasure talking to you and getting to know you yes. a little bit more. And so, um, go ahead and tell everyone listening where they can find you, uh, they can follow you, and do everything like that. MelvinJacksonJr.com, Melvin Jackson Jr. on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, always know that trust and believe in yourself and trust in God that he'll bring you through whatever you're going through. I'm only here because of people like yourselves and God bringing me through. Yeah. That's that's dope, and so and all the transplants, everybody that wants to get into this business and how to don't know how to um, start, don't know how to jump in. What's one thing you can give to them? It's it's really hard to say one thing, but the yeah. simple thing I say is I'll tell people is that now you have things that we didn't have. You have Google, you have ways to find out. So I tell if you come into a person asking to be in this business, you should already know certain things. You should come to them with something to the table. Some people want to be an actor, but they don't have a headshot, demo reel, yeah. or none of those things. It's like already have that prepared and ready when you're asking somebody, hey, I want to be an actor. Okay, right. take it. No, let them know that you're taking it serious by taking classes, by doing the things to show that you're prepared. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you so much. Man. Thank you. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. And everyone, you can find me everywhere at I am Danny Royce. Also, tune in next week, same place at 2 p.m. for Inside the Black Actor Studio. We'll see you next time. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. On behalf of our PHL staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Check out our Black Hollywood Live YouTube page for even more great programming and amazing content. And be sure to subscribe and like our channel when you do. I'm your BHL host, Nakia Monet, and you can find me on all social media at Kiki Boom Boom or at Black Hollywood Live. Black Hollywood Live, Hollywood redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.